When it comes to marketing, everyone has big plans. And there are tons of materials out there that can teach you how to build an amazing strategy. You can hire consultants who had done it before and they know how to do it and they can teach you this is the right strategy for you. But where everyone faces a lot of its challenges is execution. This is the main challenge that makes a difference between someone growing and not growing. And the best place to learn about executing marketing campaigns or marketing strategy is e-commerce. That's why I invited the right person today to learn from, from the e-commerce world. But before I introduce her, I want to start with a question that pretty much define what we are speaking about today, which is marketing operations. So Petra, what is marketing operations? Well, uh, I've read a nice parallel about the marketing operations. So each uh, marketing team uh, or the marketing boat has its captain, but it also needs its steersman mm -hmm. to guide the boat uh, to the home port safely on time with all the people and all the goods. So uh, I would say this is uh, nicely describing what marketing operation is. It's basically uh, delivering on time and on the like required quality, all the activities that have been planned, uh, overlooking the processes, the rollout of the activities to other markets, if you are uh, available on other markets, and connecting the worlds, connecting the stakeholders and the people. That's, that's a really uh, a nice definition, like the steer man or steer woman in, um, uh, in that case. And what do you think at what size or what is stage of the company we should have a dedicated person or even a dedicated uh, team to manage marketing operations. I wouldn't say there's a specific stage or size that you need a marketing operations person or a team. Uh, I would say it's uh, really connected to the roles you have in the team and basically what the marketing director needs to focus on. So what are his needs? Uh, of course, it helps when there are bigger teams. So I would say if you're like 30 plus people, it already makes sense to have an operations role incorporated. And do you think this is more specific to the e-commerce industry? Um, actually not. Maybe because of the size, because like uh, uh, in e-commerce you have bigger teams. Uh, but actually spoke uh, to a friend of mine who works in FMCG uh, and beverages sector and they have an uh, operations person on the marketing board as well. Uh, but of course the scope of the role differs. So I would say that is specific maybe to each company how the role looks like. Mm -hmm. So. I assume like if you have if you have a smaller team, most probably you are still managing the marketing operation, just you don't have a specific yes. person who's doing yes. that. I believe you always manage the marketing operations, but without that you cannot actually uh, function, uh, but it can be divided among your like standard team or you can have a dedicated person who's overlooking this agenda. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's what we'll be doing today, trying to uh, define or give a framework or how can you manage your marketing operations regardless of your uh, team size whether you are one-man show or you are 100 people and the reason I said like I believe I have the right person today is we have Petra Kutalova 
who is the head of marketing operations at Mall Group. And at the same time, right now, she's also the deputy marketing director. She has been with Mall Group for almost five years. And I think maybe it's a good start to just explain to the people listening how big is Mall Group and who actually are you targeting with the marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Mall Group uh, consists of uh, multiple e-shops. It's the Mall CZ brand and its local verticals. Also CZC, uh, which is a specialist in uh, consumer electronics. And uh, Vivantes, uh, which focuses on health and beauty and accessories. Uh, I work for Mall CZ and its verticals. And we operate in uh, six markets in the Central and Eastern Europe. Um, the size of the team, it's, let's say, 60-plus marketeers, so it's quite wow. a big team, um, which is not so typical for, uh, for other companies. And uh, in, uh, so f based on the data from uh, March 2021, the GMV was uh, 930 million euros, so wow. it's quite, uh, quite big. It's number two on the Czech market after, like, number one, Alza. Uh, may I ask how big is the marketing operations team? Uh, so at the moment, uh, it's three people, mm -hmm. me and two others. Understood. Um, all right. So today, we want to speak about planning or building a strategy. But let's assume you already have a strategy. You already have um, uh, big ideas. You have plans. You have, you have the budget. But now you need to execute, right? And based, based on your, in your experience, and as I said, we are speaking about e-commerce and you have in e-commerce you have a very complex marketing structure uh, especially for a case like mall group where you ha actually have two different target audiences so you are targeting the uh, the buyers and you're also targeting the sellers you have you have uh, seasonal campaigns you have thousands of or, or if not millions of SKUs like uh, products that uh, you are selling so if you are managing all of that and you need you need some framework to manage all of these campaigns. Uh, in your experience, what would be the first step that someone should start with? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as, as you said, uh, it's a really complex world. You're like communicating on multiple levels, on the segment level, on the company level, on the brand level, even like the vendor level, and then you have 2 million plus SKUs. Uh, so you need to connect that somehow. So, uh, and in order to do so, uh, you need to share a common message or use distinctive assets to connect the assets visually. For example, we do it via the elephant, so the hero, Malvin, uh, which helps to connect the assets across all of the communication. So that's for, for sure step one, connect it. So you ensure full reach and you build the awareness uh, with this like repetitive, uh, um, asset in the minds of the consumers. Do you have like specific tools that help you to like connect all these activities or all these assets together? Uh, so there are multiple tools. Uh, I wouldn't say that only tools save the world. It's also about like sharing uh, information across teams. So they need to be synchronized. Uh, but uh, from the toolkit, uh, I would say it's the brand guidelines. Mm -hmm. So we have certain guidelines how the assets should look like visually. Mm -hmm. 
and then you also have like alignment across teams so when they come up with activities they serve a common purpose mm -hmm. and a common goal i even uh face this challenge sometimes that hey we need to create a new campaign and we need some uh some visuals but in reality you already have this visual it's just not organized you don't have one place where you uh have all these assets and you have guidelines how to use these um uh, these assets so i think this is definitely a very important step when you are managing any marketing operation how how big uh, or small once once you have done that what would be your next step so you need to structure the activities because mm -hmm. imagine that you have uh, hundreds of activities per year and you only have a team of a certain size, uh, so you need to create a structure. Uh, ideally, uh, create different types of campaigns. So look at it as a pyramid. So at the top, you have like a big long-term activities, and then below that, you can have like short-term, more targeted tactical campaigns, communicating to the different like segments or the different uh, target groups, like mothers or people looking for consumer electronics. So you need to create a structure and then you need to, uh, or I recommend to create like one central campaign roadmap. So mm -hmm. this is like really the um, alpha omega, which you fill in, you keep it updated and everybody that needs to have access to it has ac access to it and uh, reflects upon it. So mm -hmm. that's what you then drive your execution based on, on this one roadmap. You mentioned to me before the idea of the uh, the pyramid top down structure. Uh, how how is this how is this built? Mm -hmm. So you have an or overarching like uh, campaign which is usually seasonal. Mm -hmm. So there's no surprise that for the main season Christmas and Black Friday these are the main topics. And then you look at like what categories are seasonal. For example, for uh, spring and uh, and autumn that mm -hmm. would be like DIY. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you give it uh, give a proposition or a benefit to this campaign, or you can use like the a long term proposition of the company, which can be the widest selection. It can be prices. It can be whatever message uh, suits the company and reflects upon the the consumer's mind. And below it, you need to support also like different segments. So you come up with campaigns that reflect on the different segments and. Uh, then you go one step lower and you can have these uh, like repetitive activities uh, such as in our case we have weekend deals or we have like brand weeks which guides us to like the another step which is uh, to standardize so basically when you create the structure and you have the plan um, you can standardize each activity so basically when it's repetitive on a weekly basis you give it like a media standard media package. So mm -hmm. then it makes your operations more effective and you don't have to think every week, how do we support this campaign? Mm -hmm. You just have a standard package that supports it. And mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, you buy it like on, a, on an annual basis mm -hmm. uh, and it makes the things much easier. Mm -hmm. This is definitely a very good two points that we uh, combine together. So building the structure and uh, I like how you describe it in splitting it at least at the beginning into two sections, the long term, the long term one and um, um, uh, the repetitive one and then the short term, the short term campaigns. And once once you have it structured and then also like as segments, target audience, 
you can then standardize each each one of them and i assume what will come next is automating that uh, so it's good to automate like repetitive activities uh, because like nobody likes these kind of jobs right and it helps you to create scale um, also you need automated tools so when you run campaigns you need campaign reporting mm -hmm. so for that for sure you need a tool that uh, shows you like daily improvements of the campaigns uh, for example for for the campaign reporting what we did uh, we created like a structure of uh, um, campaign IDs so each of our campaigns has a unique name mm -hmm. like an ID which goes into the system and then is connected for all of the reporting uh, purposes do you have other tools that you are using for automation as well yes like uh, not in campaign management but uh, our performance team is heavily dependent on automation because mm -hmm. it's such a scale that you're running it would be not manageable by only the people so uh in paid uh, performance marketing that's something that's heavily automated and uh, should be heavily automated uh all right and i think um, uh, 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 i would definitely like to dive deep a little bit into the reporting side since this is where i come from uh i speak about data do so how does your reporting structure looks like or your data structure looks like let's say um, I would say there's space for improvement. <laughs> it's always, there is always is. We have a lot of data available. The matter is uh, how we use the data. So um, yeah, it's uh, sometimes uh, more difficult to find the ways to, to read the data correctly because you have this really a lot of data, uh, but you don't have such good like reporting structures. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, for example, when I described the campaign IDs, um, it's a manual process. So at the beginning, somebody needs to create the ID. It doesn't get connected automatically. So if you do, uh, for example, a mistake in it, then you carry on the mistake like throughout the whole process. Yeah. Also, you need to, for example, fill in the, ca ca uh, the campaign ID in the UTM. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you fill it like not correctly, again, you don't get the data. Yeah. So um, it's uh, quite manually like or person dependent process, uh, which then uh, of course reflects on the on the data quality. We standardized our campaigns. We uh, we are automating some of the processes. Uh, what do we do after that? For sure, we should set clear uh, processes mm -hmm. and the goals mm -hmm. for the people. For example, can be one of the campaigns that we run uh, all days. Um, it's quite like from the outside, it might seem that it's easy to prepare, but it's quite a lengthy process to get there. And it doesn't even it doesn't incorporate only like marketing stakeholders, but also stakeholders from like back office and other teams. Um, so it's very important to have a clear idea like who does what and when and what consequences um, and what are their roles um, for in order to make sure that the, actually the campaign comes out um, correctly not only for the customer uh, from the customer point of view but also for the like the business point of view I feel like you you there's a lot of the steps that you are describing are um, uh, more of creating a guideline so I assume yes. like this this um, uh, clear process and this role, you have all of that written down. 
uh, yeah, we write it down. We try not to create like two lengthy processes, so nobody wants to write read twenty pages. Me myself, uh, I like to visualize it, so I try to use some interactive tools to create like the the steps of the processes for for it to be really easy to read for the people. Uh, sometimes you need to put a bit more detail because also you need to think of it that. Uh, you have some change of people on the roles. Yeah. So you need to keep uh, the people understanding the process even when they don't have like the, the previous knowledge or previous experience. Uh, so it needs to be uh, easy to read but still keep a certain level of detail. Um, and you need to get back to the processes in time. So mm -hmm. on some regular basis you should revise them uh, and make sure that they're still valid and mm -hmm. that the, yeah, the roles are still valid and it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Once we have, we have all of that clear, uh, what, what comes after that? Uh, again, you need to prioritize. Mm -hmm. You only have limited resources, limited uh, like capacity of the teams. Uh, also, uh, you have like a certain amount of activities you can maybe show on the homepage so you cannot like show 20 right uh, you have limited budget so you need to think what activities bring the best result um, based on the goals that you have um, because like uh, on a daily basis there would be people coming in asking like oh i just want a banner here i want a banner there and you need to like explain and educate them that it won't bring anything in the big picture so prioritization is a big thing of, uh, of executing properly as well, I believe. That, that will definitely uh, take, take us back to the idea of revolting. So like if you have the proper revolting, you can better prioritize yes. based on yes. that. The, the nice thing about processes, especially in like uh, e-commerce, is one thing affects the other. So even when you look at marketing, marketing is not like a separate thing in the e-commerce world you market the people but then you have also delivery and like customer service etc etc and it all creates like the customer journey so i see the processes within marketing similar and i think maybe i will come to like uh, a challenging question here which is as you said like someone will need to make the decision about this prioritization right so who usually makes that decision does it come from the marketing operations team uh, no, no. This is uh, this is the agenda of the head of uh, marketing acquisition. So, yeah. So it's uh, it's basically his decision. But uh, we approach it uh, in the way that we try to have discussions, open discussions about it, uh, and uh, decide as a team what makes sense. Of course, sometimes somebody needs to be the one person making the decision. Uh, but yeah, that's the head of the acquisition team. So basically when, um, because not, we're talking, right, like create a structure, standardize, automate, have clear processes, it can get you to the idea that you're like uh, stuck on this like one one yeah. road. But I think it's uh, important and, uh, and also good to think like out of the box mm -hmm. and like get inspired what works somewhere else, maybe in like a different field. Um, because otherwise you cannot come up with like some new ideas that can enrich your plan. Because uh, what is uh, typical for e-commerce, it's uh, you get into these cycles, right? Because yeah. the year has like four seasons, 
uh, you're always gonna have a Black Friday, you're always gonna have Christmas, so it's kind of hard to come up with something new uh, that can uh, uh, that can like be attractive for the customer because they get you know um, marketed by the same activities on and on and on. Uh, so and also for the team it can get repetitive. So it's good to think outside the box and like uh, get inspired uh, even in the world what they are doing. So maybe scan like what is the competition in Asia or in America doing and then bring these ideas back uh, back into the planning as well. I think this is actually a very uh, interesting point, the idea of looking at other markets because of course you don't want to copy your competitors, right? Uh, but you can definitely get an inspiration from similar um, uh, similar business, similar products in, in other markets. And there is like there are tons of them uh, out there that we can definitely learn from. And maybe a good example for that is actually Singles Day. So Singles mm. Day, three, four years ago, nobody would celebrate in the Czech Republic, right? It would be purely Asian thing to do. Uh, but then uh, Czech market or the Czech uh, e-shops also started to use Singles Day as an occasion to market the people and I believe it's growing its uh, attractivity actually. We are trying to be more creative, find ways for uh, an inspiration so we can actually be more attractive to, uh, to the customer. Um, what will be your next advice? Uh, you need to remember it's not a one-man show. I mentioned 60 plus marketers, um, hundreds of campaigns. So you're working on it with a huge team. Uh, we uh, actually produce most of the assets internally. So we don't have external agencies. Um, as for some exceptions, of course. But you have this like huge number of people who are part of the whole like production process or like the preparation process. So you need to think about that, that people need to be informed and you need to uh, keep the teams aligned mm -hmm. because they're often like working on multiple activities at once. So also creating this some like information flow structure, which feels natural to them. They're, they're not like overwhelmed with information or meetings, etc., but still are aligned is also very important. So that would be my next step. The, the important thing is that it's not only just the marketing team, right? You are working with uh, with with the rest of the company, whether it's it's gonna be sales, whether it's gonna be branding, whether it's gonna be a technical team. Everything you do is is connected with the whole with the whole company, and you need to, uh, as you said, share the information. Everyone knows what is uh, what is going on. Uh, I think one one typical mistake, uh, again, if we speak a little bit from the B2B world, that the marketing team will go on and launch uh, some, some campaigns and then we start getting a lot of leads, but the sales team was, were, were not prepared for that. They didn't know that we actually launched a marketing campaign. So uh, it's, uh, it's a typical mistake and comes just from the pressure. You have a lot of pressure, you need to deliver, you need to deliver, so you forget about informing everyone else, whether it is inside the marketing team or outside outside of it continuing on that on that side uh the idea of partnering so uh you partner as a marketer i always say that you need to have a good relationship with every department in the company you're gonna need to take team a lot for um uh, for all the activities you're gonna need the sales team uh a lot uh and 
I assume you also need external partners. So how do you deal with that? Yes, so we partner up actively with external partners, especially for the big campaigns. And together we actually come up with like a proposition that makes sense and it's beneficial for both sides. So it can be um, some packages for um, some magazines. It can be a contest that you come up with the partner with. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say these type of campaigns are very uh, attractive and uh, popular mm -hmm. among people. I think we, we, we almost covered the whole, the whole framework here. Maybe something I will, I will ask about is some mistakes that you have done in the past and maybe advise other people not to do. And again, I would, I would repeat that, that you don't have to have a marketing operation team. Again, marketing operation is not, is not um, uh, a team, it's, it's a process. So whether a person is gonna uh, take care of it or the whole team is gonna take care of it. So when it comes to marketing operations, what are some of the mistakes that you see happening a lot? If you're launching a big campaign, always test. And test not once, test multiple times. And even if you test multiple times, be ready that something's going to go bad. So uh, then you should be uh, have good partners with, especially the R&D team, they can uh, save you <laughs> at multiple times. I think a, a good point that you actually raised is uh, having the partners across uh, the company. That is something uh, that's important for marketing operations because you're connecting like um, different stakeholders together. Often you're running projects which are cross-functional uh, and uh, you need uh, people's buy-in and like people's help to deliver that and it helps to have these uh, partnerships uh, created. Petra Kutalova, thank you very much for coming for um, uh, Prague Marketing Meetup and uh, hopefully we will have you uh, again and uh, learn from you more. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much.